Hey guys, Melissa and Mandy here from Moms and Murder, and we wanted to introduce you to one of our very favorite podcasts, a podcast that combines two of our very favorite things, music and true crime. And that's the award-winning podcast, Disgraceland. If you haven't heard of Disgraceland, allow us to help you out from underneath the rock you've been living under and share about what makes it so special. Disgraceland is a show that tells the jaw-dropping stories of musicians behaving very badly, and some even getting away with murder. On this all-new season of Disgraceland, host Jake Brennan digs into the darkest days of some of music's most iconic stars. As a matter of fact, we have a clip from the new season right now. We all think we know the story of Britney Spears, a pop princess and generational icon locked into an unconventional conservatorship for 13 years by a man she feared and distrusted, with 30 to 45 predatory paparazzi following her every move. Over the past year, thanks in part to the hashtag Free Britney movement, we quickly learned that we do not know the whole story. But Jake is here to tell us in only a way that he can. But why don't we just play the clip for you? And while you're listening, follow Disgraceland wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can listen to all 10 seasons exclusively on Amazon Music. Hey, everybody, this is Jake Brennan, host and creator of Disgraceland, the award-winning music and true crime podcast that brings you the unbelievable but true stories of musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly. In the new season of Disgraceland, we're bringing you stories about icons like Pink Floyd, Jennifer Hudson, blues legend Robert Johnson, and many more. Check out a clip from our upcoming episode on Britney Spears, coming up next. Britney Spears counted the dots hovering in her periphery. One dozen, two dozen, three dozen. Maybe there were even four dozen, but... She couldn't tell for certain when they kept darting around so frantically, closing in on her against the hood of her white convertible. She didn't need to count them one by one anymore. She had played this game enough times to estimate with precision. Three dozen for sure, she concluded to herself. Brittany blinked in an attempt to clear her vision. She narrowed her eyebrows and looked straight ahead, dots be damned. She eased her foot down on the gas pedal of the Mercedes and crept forward with hesitation. Not unlike the hesitant look plastered on Britney's face, one hand cupped over her mouth, teary eyes shielded with designer shades, the kind of look you wear when you've just been informed you've lost all visitation rights for your children. It was October, 2008. Britney's sons, Sean and Jaden, were legally in the care of her ex-husband, Kevin Federline now, as the judge just informed her in the courthouse she was leaving, or attempting to leave anyways, but the dots weren't having that. The dots were always there when bad news found Brittany. The dots made bad news out of her reacting to bad news. Photo-hungry pricks. Brittany, look this way, Brittany. Her foot slipped and pressed down harder on the gas pedal. The convertible lurched forward before she could slam on the brake. Her descent down the ramp of the parking garage lasted longer than a world tour. She eased her foot on the pedal one more time and the speedometer crept from zero miles an hour to three. And then, the screaming started. Whoa, 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 whoa! The horde of paparazzi finally backed off, disgust marred their faces. From where they were standing, all the paths heard it. An audible crack as a tire crushed the paparazzo's foot under the weight of Britney's Mercedes. Britney saw her chance and made her ungraceful exit, peeling out into the street. The greedy photographer in question wagged his proof to a fellow cameraman, pointing out the filthy tire mark that grazed the top of his socked foot, poking out from a pair of sandals. The guy didn't know whether to cry in pain or ecstasy. He had much more than a broken foot. He had a headline and a lawsuit against Britney Spears. Jackpot. 
In the late 2000s, Britney Spears was an industry. But covering Britney Spears, that was an empire. There was no Instagram in 2007, no TikTok. There was barely even Facebook. If the public wanted to hear about a celebrity's life, they needed newsstand staples like People, OK, Us Weekly. Nobody was liking photos of carefully curated interior design or latte foamer. They were searching out photos of costly couture, designer drugs, and sloppy penthouse parties. The kind of excess that makes the pit of your stomach feel sick. So sick, you almost kinda like it. It was an era that was before the explosion of social media and before the recession of 2008. And it prompted magazines like Us Weekly to have a weekly photo budget of $140,000. And if the staff wanted photos of Britney Spears that week, well, let's just say they could easily exhaust that budget for only one or two photos. To be Britney Spears in Los Angeles in 2007 meant to be the most sought after, most snapped celebrity on the market. Paparazzi made a business out of Britney Spears, a business that took a piece of Britney Spears and gave it back. One exclusive photo of Britney doing literally anything came with a price tag of tens of thousands of dollars. Stills and videos of a bald Britney ramming the tip of an umbrella into the Ford Explorer of one pushy pap, you know the one, racked up close to $400,000. But by the fall of 2007, long after the day Britney took Clippers to her scalp or dented that unlucky paparazzo's car, exclusive photos of Britney Spears didn't exist anymore. They didn't exist because between 30 and 45 paparazzi followed her every move, every single day. They pursued her with the hopes that she'd be willing to give it up, a real hypersexual industry term, meaning a celebrity will indulge a paparazzo and pose for a memorable photo or two. Paris Hilton gave it up all the time, but Britney, Britney was a wild card. She only gave it up some of the time, and not so much in 2007. There were regulars in the game who proudly flaunted their aptitude for ambushing Britney. There was Hollywood.tv, the outlet responsible for capturing incidents like the aforementioned foot mutilation. Then there was X17 Online, a celebrity gossip site that claimed to have earned $3 million in 2007 from Britney photos alone a whopping one-fourth of revenue from the paparazzi photos that year. One group of eight men working under the group name MBF for X17 Online logged 40,000 man-hours of stalking and shooting Britney. A leaked memo from the Associated Press even stated to staff that anything Britney does is news. They had her obituary saved in drafts at the time, too. Britney Spears wanted dead or alive. Dark. If you liked what you just heard, you can hear the new season of Disgraceland and all past episodes for free only on Amazon Music by going to amazon.com slash disgraceland. Or just tell your Echo device, play the Disgraceland podcast, and then buckle up for some of the most mind-blowing moments in music history.